Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wallbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it. And it propelled our business. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Wedding Videography for Beginners podcast. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking about using Instagram as an advertising platform for free. Instagram is an awesome platform. Uh, we've made, you know, not I'm not trying to brag, but we've we've made a lot of money off of Instagram. Uh, it, I want to break down what we do next, uh, like what how we're actually using it what we're using it for, kind of what our mindset is when we think about Instagram. Um, but first, I want to talk about some housekeeping issues. You're going to notice a little difference today in that the episode should be 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, we're going to, by the time you're listening to this, I should I should be off on my own doing wedding videography full time. So that's going to give me more time to focus on things like the podcast and our YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. And I wanted to kind of make some changes. I wanted to deviate from right now we do an episode every two weeks to starting in August. I want to do an episode every week, but I also want to condense them and make them a little bit more digestible. I guess I think that's the right word for it, Uh, but make it to where they're easier to kind of to kind of go through. So we're going to try to cut the episodes down to like 30 minutes and then have one every week. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of push out a product every week. And then what the next change is going to be with our YouTube channel. Right now, uh, I was filming the podcasts and I would go through and edit everything and then post it on our YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. And that seemed like a good idea at first, but I just don't get the same amount of views for those videos as I do for like a tutorial where I'm showing people how to, you know, use YouTube to live stream or something like that. So we're going to, we're going to stop putting the podcast on YouTube for the time being. It's going to save me a ton of time in post-production. And I don't think that a lot of people are getting a ton of value out of it. Uh, So I want to focus the podcast on the podcast for right now. And I want to focus the YouTube channel on more tutorials, how to's reviews, that kind of stuff. Like that seems to be where the meat of everything is coming from, from that. So it's, it's a good time to kind of check and adjust and shift gears and see how that works for a little while. And if things start to pick, pick up on the YouTube channel, then we'll start to record these episodes and get them out there. But for the time being, you'll have the podcast as the podcast, and then you'll have, instructional videos and that kind of stuff on the YouTube. So we'll, we'll run that for a little while and see how it is right now. The plan is to create at least one video a month for the YouTube channel. So four podcast episodes and one YouTube video a month. So I think that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good goal. 
Uh, so I, I'm really excited to be talking about Instagram because we've, we've had a lot of success off of that and I just, I want to get, I want to get right to it. So let's get after it. How we view social media advertising. I'm going to be really honest with you. I personally hate social media. You know, I, I had Facebook like 13 years ago and it was cool. And now it just seems like it's just this like cesspool to be perfectly honest with you. So I I don't, I don't like social media. However, it is a necessity if you're in this kind of line of work, if you're doing videography, photography, that kind of stuff, you, you have to have a social media presence, at least for your business. You know, a good, really good example is if you want to run Facebook ads, you have to have a Facebook account. Like you have to have a personal Facebook account that lead that links back to your ads account and that kind of to, for your uh, business page. So you can't just have like a standalone business page. So I, one, um, the only reason why I use it is for my business. Now, I've tried Facebook ads, I've tried Google ads, I've done Instagram ads, you name it, uh, and none of them paid out. I'm going to be real honest with you. Not one. I was just giving companies uh, like Facebook, I guess Facebook owns Instagram, so I was giving companies like Facebook and Google just money. I was like, here you go, here's some money, here's some money each month, just take it, because uh, we had zero return on investments. We had no ROI coming in. And I mean, that is literally like we had zero. I don't remember having uh, any inquiries come in whatsoever from any of those ad campaigns. And I want to be really honest with you. I I did a bunch of stuff with the ads, especially with Facebook. Uh, it didn't matter if I had several ad sets, if I was doing retargeting ads, and I'm talking like top 1% of the website visitors, top 2% of the website visitors, top 3 to 4% of the website visitors, um, top 1% of the people, a lookalike audience for those that you know filled out your contact form or for those that spent more than a minute and a half on your portfolio page. And I had, I had, I still have ads that are set up that are really in depth with, you know, 10 to 12, um, kind of, uh, target ad groups that just never really panned out for much of anything. Uh, so it's not, it's not that I wasn't using a pixel or, you know, I, I ran test ads getting, uh, like the top results for different types of combination of of words, like whether it was words in the description, words in the title, the call to action button. Like I, I ran multiple test ads to kind of co-locate data and then figure out like, oh, you know, this call to action worked the best out of these, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, uh, I just never got anywhere with it. That was just my, my personal take. I never got anywhere with it. And yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I pulled up Facebook ad, um, uh, manager to kind of look around and pull up the the stats and that kind of stuff for this wall to for this podcast and that thing is just a nightmare like even now it's just a nightmare and i had taken like a little course on how to do facebook ads and in the time that that course came out i purchased it which was within like a month the platform was different it's it's not the same 
like what they had recorded for the course was different than what, what Facebook had looked like at that point. Like it's just this ever changing, ever evolving animal that is to me personally is not worth keeping up with. So we started looking at different data points and I, um, I wanted to look at where our inquiries were coming from specifically. So inside of HoneyBook, we, uh, you can just, you can run reports and that kind of stuff. So if you have a CRM, you should be able to go in and start pulling reports and looking at like, where's this lead coming from? Uh, how much is my average lead, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like there, there should be a lot of stuff in there for you to kind of pull from. And what we found was our number one source of leads by far was referrals. But second to that was Instagram. And that was before we really started focusing on anything with Instagram. Like Instagram was just a good source of leads for us. And, you know, we weren't doing anything crazy. Like we were just posting our, you know, regular teasers and then we'd post our, our full films and that kind of stuff when they were coming out. And so let's talk about what that actually looks like for just 2021. So right now it's July of 2021. And when I was going through, we had 52 vendor referrals to date. 17 were from Instagram. So like I said, Instagram was number two. So our our biggest bulk comes in from vendor referrals, um, then 17 from Instagram. Our conversion rate for a vendor referral is 15%. So 15% of those 52 booked. But for Instagram, it's 12. So our conversion rate for Instagram is on par with our conversion rate with vendor referrals. And why that's kind of important is when a vendor is referring you, that has more weight. Like if a photographer is referring you, that's going to have more weight than somebody who just finds you on Instagram. So to have a, a conversion ratio, you know, like that is actually pretty good. Uh, the leads value is where things kind of got where I was a little shocked when I was pulling up everything for this. Our leads for vendors is still hovering around. It's averaging at around 4K and some change. But our leads value for Instagram is sitting at like 5,500. Like we're booking uh, higher paying clients off of Instagram than we are for our vendors. Now, that could change by the end of the year. You know, right now we're we're seven months in. So there there is a chance that that might be different at the end of the year. But to date... Instagram is bringing in higher paying clients than vendors, which I thought was really strange. I figured that they were going to be similar, but, but Instagram came, came in the lead, something fierce with that. Now, like I said, that data is current as of technically yesterday when I pulled it. Uh, But we, we noticed something similar back, you know, about eight months ago. And that's when we, we kind of tried to rework a different way of looking at Instagram in and of itself. So let's kind of talk about what we did. We could clearly tell that Instagram was sending us, no matter what, Instagram was sending us high paying clients. They were sending us 
you know, higher paying clients than Facebook. When a Facebook lead would come through, somebody like shooting us, you know, a, something in Messenger or uh, like getting a hold of us on our page and saying, hey, are you available for this date, et cetera, et cetera. We noticed that when they would fill out our contact form, the budget was significantly higher, like three to four times higher for Instagram than it was for Facebook. That, that always kind of stood out to us. So we knew that Instagram was bringing us in. And I don't want to say higher, like higher quality is not, it's, it's not to be demeaning towards anybody that has a budget of 1500. That's not at all what I mean when it's just for us, it was a, it was a, a higher quality client. Cause you know, in our market and for what we charge, uh, we, you know, people have a $1,500 budget. They're, they're not within our scope and that's right, wrong or indifferent. Like everybody has a different, uh, target audience. Everybody has a different niche, et cetera. You know, right now we're in that like six to 7,000 range. And, you know, we weren't finding any couples like that off of Facebook. Now that doesn't mean that if you're at 1500 to abandon Facebook, because we had plenty of people coming in for 1500, 2000, that kind of stuff. So just remember to understand your target audience, understand what your costs are compared to, you know, other people in your market and that kind of stuff. But what we found is that Instagram brought us, uh, couples with significantly larger budgets. So we wanted to kind of focus more on Instagram. Now, we did not have a lot of content at all. So we really wanted to focus on what we could do to kind of trigger Instagram's algorithm. And the issue with triggering the algorithm is that you don't really trigger it. Like you don't really, you know, our, our object wasn't to go viral at all. We didn't need to go viral. I don't need a million and a half followers. I think we have 730 followers, 735, somewhere around there. And it's not about going viral and it's not about gaining followers at all, at least not to us, because we wanted to shift gears to make Instagram more of like a free advertising slash marketing tool. We're previously posting 60 second sneak peeks, little trailers, that kind of stuff. We were posting an entire film. Um, and that's kind of what we were focused on when we shot a wedding, say we were doing, I don't know, two weddings a month, just keep it simple. Then two times a month, we would post like an Instagram sneak peek and then once that film was edited, maybe in that month, there'd be three posts because we'd have a completely edited film and then two others. And what, why, let's see, we stop that for the most part, unless somebody purchases a one minute sneak peek, uh, we're, we're not really doing those anymore. And I, I want to kind of rewind and talk to you about why. Have you, let's, let's backtrack to, to get to some more data points real quick before I get into how we're posting and why we're doing it and that kind of stuff. We need to talk about Instagram insights. So Instagram, when actually ask yourself, when was the last time I looked at my Instagram insights? And if you haven't, you should. And if you go to your homepage and you don't see it, then you have a personal account. 
You got to make sure that you have a business profile because you need a business profile to access insights. So just real quick, go to your dashboard. So that's where you can see your grid. You can see your photos, that kind of stuff. Underneath the button that says edit profile, it should just say insights. Click on that. Go down to your audience. Click on total followers. So these don't look like links, but everything in these menus you can touch that will open up something else. So just click and just touch total followers. Scroll down to the very bottom of that screen and it'll say most active times. So under most active times, if you touch anywhere on that bar graph, you'll notice a numeric value will pop up above the bars and it'll tell you like 560, 321, et cetera, et cetera, underneath each one of those time blocks. So what you know, what you see is it'll say Tuesday and then it'll have, I want to say it's three hour increments of time. And under each one of those, it'll tell you how many of your followers are active. So what you want to do is go through Sunday to Sunday, just go through each one of them and see which day and which time is the most active for your following. So I did think that it was Mondays at noon for us. Um, However, when I was pulling all this stuff up to actually write this podcast episode out, I noticed that that's shifted to like Tuesdays at like six. So that's going to change the way that I post to Instagram because Tuesdays at 6 PM, the people that follow us are most active. I, I don't know why, but that's just what time they are. So it's very important that you're posting when people are active and you want to try to find like a three to six hour block where your followers are the most active. Now, why do I bring that up? We post once a week and that's it. So we were posting Mondays at noon, but now because this, our data shows us something different than I just found, we're going to be posting Tuesdays at like six. I think it's six. Um, Reason being is we've kind of noticed that you don't need to post habitually. Now, if you're a photographer, that's a little different. Photographers have a way more saturated market and they they tend to post, they need to post more. They need to post more often. So for us in the wedding video world, what we found in the last eight or nine months is posting once a week works really well. Now, what are we posting? We are going in and creating clips, say three to 10 seconds, and that's it. That's all we're doing. So our last post was from Monday, and it was maybe eight seconds, and it was four clips of a groom prep from a wedding back in May. And that's it. I'm not spending a ton of time editing. In fact, the entire process takes us about an hour. That's from start to finish. I go in, I select what kind of footage I want. The footage that I select is um, kind of at random. I just flip through and look at, you know, I open up a weddings folder that I have in my hard drive and I kind of roll through and I'm like, oh, you know what? 
that wedding sounds interesting. Let me open that up. And I just scroll through and I find some clips. I'm like, oh, you know what? These three clips go really well together. Like this, this is going to look really good. I pull those three clips into DaVinci. I've already created. So off the first time I did it, I uh, created it just a template. So when you go in our uh, like format is set to 1080 by 1350. So that's like a four by five box that takes up a ton of room on somebody's screen. We're shooting at 40,000 kilobytes and SRGB in the, the gamma code. Now, if you're not in DaVinci, that sRGB thing and that kind of stuff probably is not going to make any sense to you, but the uh, export your videos in 1080 by 1350. But we have a workspace, like a project, like if you're in Final Cut or something like that, we have a project that's already set to 1080 by 1350. We open it up every week, delete what's in there, those three or four files, put the new files in, get them, you know, situated on your X, Y axis, make sure they're straight because you're in a vertical format at this point. Make sure that, you know, your subject is centered and that kind of stuff. Then we go in and color grade it. You know, you're talking three clips. Uh, Sometimes we add audio. Sometimes we don't, you know, if somebody's outside and I feel like dropping in some outdoor folly, then I drop it in. Sometimes I don't. It's just really kind of up to my mood that day. And then, uh, you know, we go in, we color grade it, we export it. You're, you know, I think the one on Monday is a whopping eight seconds. It's honestly four clips and I did put outdoor folly on it. And that entire process took me 30 minutes ish to just kind of burn through and get it exported and staged and ready to go. I'll export a, a nice high quality thumbnail from it. So in DaVinci, it's just save as JPEG and uh, final cut. You just save a frame and it's saved in the same format that 1080 by 1350. So then it matches when you go in. Um, Cause what we do next is we go into Facebook creator studio. We'll upload the video. We'll set the uh, thumbnail. We'll go into custom thumbnail and just upload our thumbnail And then in the description box, we will have copied the, all of the text from the previous post because it has all of our hashtags. We'll paste it in and then we'll change the first like five words. Like I don't go into a dissertation. I don't, yeah, I mean, I literally, I think I wrote, um, can't forget about, or uh, let's, let's talk about dreamy groom prep. And that was it. Then you scroll down a little bit and I've got like 30 hashtags sitting there and the hashtags are like Boston wedding videographer, Boston wedding videography, Boston weddings, Boston wedding photographer, Cape Cod wedding videographer, Cape Cod wedding videography, Cape Cod photographer. You know, um, that wedding was at the Briar Barn Inn. So Briar Barn Inn weddings, Briar Barn Inn wedding videography, Briar Barn Inn wedding photographer, blah, 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 blah. We max out the hashtags. And the reason why we do that is because when someone is searching for something on Instagram, Instagram will push them to a hashtag. So if somebody is looking up Boston wedding videographer, that hashtag will come up first. And then that list of once they click it, you'll get a a grid of all of those search results. Now, because we are posting every week, 
you will see our posts over and over and over again as you start to scroll through that grid. So if you go to recent posts right now, I guarantee you our post is probably in like the top three because we just posted it. It just goes in when you're in the recent thing, it just goes in chronological order and that's it. And then if you scroll down like four or five more, you'll see another one of our posts, four or five more, another one of our posts. So if somebody is scrolling through those, that hashtag, they're going to see our stuff over and over and over again. And they're only seeing like a three to 10 second clip. They're not seeing anything crazy. And if they like it, they click on it, takes them to our profile and our profile, you just click on the top and it takes you to our website. Then they can watch the full videos and that kind of stuff there. And if they like what they see, they can just fill out our contact form. It's that simple. That's how we are using Instagram's algorithm. We're not trying to like game the system, be number one in anything because you just don't need to be. You need to just be consistent and you need to come up in those search rankings. So if you're in Boise, Idaho, hashtag Boise, Idaho wedding videographer, like every combination of that would be in my hashtag list. And all I do is copy paste the same hashtags, uh, over and over. And, um, I just, I post it. I just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. If it's at a different venue, you know what I mean? Or if it's at something like I, I make the last few hashtags relevant to wherever it's at. So, you know, stateroom wedding videographer, stateroom wedding videography, stateroom wedding photographer, stateroom wedding. Like I'll just, I'll put in those, those hashtags just kind of finish everything out. But the bulk of the hashtags, I would say 90% are general to, uh, Boston, Cape Cod, things that we've kind of researched that get the most search volume. And I just copy paste those in every, every post at the bottom of every post. And that's it. And it has worked really, really well. We, two weeks ago, we booked like a $6,200 wedding and she found us off Instagram. She looked up Cape Cod wedding videographer and she's seen a couple of our posts, clicked on the post, went to the website, seen our work, filled out the contact form. We got on a phone call and, you know, she booked a few weeks later. Like it was, it was a very, all she did was look us up on Instagram. Um, and it was a very simple thing to do. That lead was free in the sense that I didn't pay for it. Not free in the sense that it didn't take work to get it. But I want to try to keep that work down to a minimum. I'm not getting wrapped around the axle about creating a six minute, like banging Instagram video. I'm tossing up three clips of a decor shot in a wedding that I did just a nice sequence of, you know, wide close up, close up. And that's it. You know, I, I think the one, the last one that I did with decor has no audio whatsoever. It's just three decor shots. Beautiful, beautiful wedding. I'm not trying to take from that. The the decor was amazing. But um, but that's it. The the whole thing, the whole sequence is six seconds, maybe. And uh I think that's gotten six, seven hundred views. You know, you can go into your insights under each post and see how many people have taken action from it, how many people have clicked to your profile, how many people have went from your profile to your website. Like you can track all that inside there. And that 
entire sequence took 20 minutes to put together. I just scrolled through some, some shots and was like, Oh, I like these three, put those three clips into the timeline, into my template, uh, just readjusted them for 1080 by 1350 color graded them. The export is already saved. So I just go down and click, you know, and DaVinci is add to render queue and then export. And that's it. Like I'm not trying to do a lot of different things. It's just, I want to use Instagram for us to its fullest potential without me paying anything for it. And I think we've kind of figured out a little, a little way to do that. And that's just really create these small clips to where you are consistently in those search fields. And by search fields, I mean high quality thumbnail. Somebody's scrolling through, they see it and they're like, Oh, what's this? And they watch a short little clip and they're like, Oh, I, I like that. Like, let's, let's, let's see more. And then they go to your profile. Like I don't, you know, most people aren't, you know, watching five minutes of anything anymore. Like that's just kind of how society is. Like everything is in like these really quick bursts and we just formatted our Instagram page to that. So I think I, you know, and I, back to like competing and that kind of stuff. Like I, I want to say I only have like 40 posts on Instagram. It's not like I have a ton. It's just, I do this once a week, uh, for us moving forward. Now it's going to be like Tuesdays, either three or six and that's it. In uh, Facebook creator studio, I just, I schedule the post and I schedule it for whatever that time was, you know what I mean? So if you're in your insights and it says Wednesday at 9 PM as the most engagements, then say Tuesday, you spend an hour, get your post ready, go into Facebook creator, Facebook creator studio, and then just schedule it for Wednesday at 9 PM. And that's it. You're done. Like it's, it's a very, very simple process that doesn't take a ton of work. Cause if you're doing it like this, it shouldn't take you more than an hour and you're editing something once a week. So you're going into your editor, you're playing around with your NLE, you're doing different things. You know what I mean? Like you're, so it's not, it's not a bad thing to be, to be doing it the way that we do. It keeps you kind of active. So I, uh, it's free advertising. Like that's, that's the best kind of advertising for me is free. I don't know about anybody else, but, uh, so I guess just kind of wrap this up. You know, you want to use social media to your advantage. Like I personally don't want to get wrapped up in social media itself. So I've, we've, we've tried to like work around everything and then just kind of, uh, like keep, keep everything to the bare minimum to our business with social media, including I have all of my notifications turned off for any type of social media. I don't have Facebook on my phone. Uh, I keep that on my tablet so I can go in and check the the Facebook group and that kind of stuff. But I don't have Facebook on my phone. None of the notifications come through on my phone for Instagram. Um, like we did, we did try to create, you know, a completely a different, like healthier social media environment. So that being said, though, I want to use Instagram to its fullest for my business. And what we found is just kind of posting on a consistent schedule during a time when people are most active one time a week has worked out really well for us because it keeps us in those search engines. There's volume behind the search engine. So you're, you constantly have something that's in there. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just, we, we want to use it as a marketing tool. 
And it's so far it's had a great return on investment. I mean, I invested a few hundred dollars into ads and that kind of stuff, but this is me doing it the freeway, uh, has more than paid for itself at this stage. So if you have any questions or comments, or if you need help with anything, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, be sure to like, and subscribe to our, our podcast, you know, go check out our YouTube channel. It's wedding videography for beginners. We're going to, like I said, we're, we're shifting to more tutorials and how to's and reviews and that kind of stuff over there. Make sure you join our private Facebook group, wedding videography for beginners. You notice the name is all the same, which is nice. And I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. I hope everybody's seasons are going. Uh, I know ours is ridiculous. We have double weddings. Uh, oh, pretty much. I think next, next weekend, the last second to last weekend of July, we don't have any weddings. I have two weddings this week this weekend. And then after that, we have one to two weddings every weekend from now until November 5th. So I hope everyone's season is like that. I hope everybody is taking notes and, you know, doing things to improve and that kind of stuff. And one of the great ways to do it is using Instagram to your advantage. Like I said, Instagram was bringing in significantly uh, higher budgeted clients to us than Facebook. So I hope everybody's staying safe. I think I said that already and healthy and we will talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc. You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today.